Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this morning? I hope you've come in a frame of mind of worship and you're ready to praise God this morning. Amen. That's what we're here to do, right? We are going to go through some announcements. A couple of them here is all we got uh, until we get ready to go into worship. Um, we do have Anna and Ryan Warren that will be here next Sunday, and they will be ministering uh, up here. It's on the board, sharing the music and the word, reaching the lost. How many believes that's important? Yeah. So that's around the home and the world. So we need to uh, invite, if you will, please uh, invite uh, maybe a lost person. Uh, that would be a great thing to do. Um, and I've always said, how do you how do you get somebody to come to church with you? You know, if you ha if you need to go out and and tell them I'm gonna buy you I'm gonna buy you a steak if you'll come to church with me. <laughs> hey, well, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a cheeseburger, whatever they like, right? Find out what they like and say, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you if you'll treat me by coming with me to church. I mean, those uh, a little investment in their life that way will be an eternal investment if they get to church and they give their life to Jesus Christ. So there's ways that we, there's tools that we can use to get people to come to church with us. So we just have to ask them. And so do that for us and try to get as many people out here for that next Sunday as you can. And as far as the um, other announcement we will have will be the ladies' night of worship. That will be on August the 14th at 6 p.m. So all ladies, again, that would be a good time for you to invite a lady friend of yours to come out and be with you for that night of worship. And I'm sure that you guys are going to have a great time here as well. Uh, the men's calendar will be changing, so don't take that one back there just yet. There are some changes we've made, uh, and we will make sure that that's posted out there. I'm going to give this to Sister Tina, and she's going to help me take care of that. But we are so thankful that you're here this morning here at Calvary Assembly of God. We welcome you here. If you're a guest for the first time, we certainly welcome you here as our family. If you are have not been here for some time, we do have connection cards that are in the back. We ask that you just fill those out for us. Uh, we have uh, tithing envelopes back there, and we just want to say, I know the pastor would want us to say, thank you in your faithfulness of giving God's tithes and his offerings, because that is something that the Lord expects us to do, isn't it? That is a form of worship. The Lord loves a cheerful giver, right? And so let's keep giving into the kingdom for the kingdom work. You know, I was just thinking before we get ready to go into worship that a lot of us comes in here and our minds are everywhere. Come on. We've already, you know, I, it would be amazing if we went through and took each person in here at a time and said, what was your, what was your mind doing? And if we were honest, it would be amazing what direction our minds are on besides a frame of worship. So I thought that, you know, God... Prepare us, Lord, so that we can, maybe even the night before, you know, put our, put our hearts and our minds in a frame of worship in you. So that when we get here Sunday, we're ready to worship. We can lay aside all the other things because, listen, the world's a mess right now, right? But God's in control. God's here, and he inhabits 
the praises of his people. The Bible says, let everything, meaning every person, every creation that has breath, praise ye the Lord. How many are here to praise the Lord this morning? Let's stand up and get ready to go into worship this morning. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many knows there is no other name but the name of Jesus?
God can do to us. Turn our graves into gardens this morning. Amen.
our hope in these days. Hallelujah. Can you say he is our blessed assurance? Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what's going on around us, he is there, church. If something feels dead in your life, he is our resurrector today. Amen. Hallelujah.
morning. I want you to close your eyes and raise your hands in the air. How many of you have a story to tell how you were, you once was lost, but now you're found? And if you have that story this morning, I want us to sing that from the deepness of our heart. Because I believe we all here this morning have a story. I want us to close our eyes and I want us to sing this old hymn together with our hands lifted to the air. And let's sing it from our heart this morning. something good to happen. Amen. Fellowship with them for just a minute. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn this down just a little bit up here. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. How many glad you made the effort to come to God's house this morning? Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand this morning. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For you that don't like summer, fall is on its way. Amen. Yeah, fall is on its way. Praise the Lord. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord. We have been praying for a little uh, little girl that her um, grandmother is works for Pastor uh, Steve. And I had sent a, um, sent a text out. What? A little boy, and he's uh, was born early, and he's seven months old. And I've been uh, sending some texts out, and I just want to give you good news. Uh, they had to do a little operation, I believe, on his stomach. I believe it was, and at seven months old, and I testify from the pulpit this morning that little boy's doing better. So let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? How many believe prayer and no prayer works this morning? Amen. As we continually pray for, pray for um, one another, Donnie had just stepped out, but he told me come by the church uh, last week and stopped by and tears running down his face. He said that he's been going for treatments for the last uh, couple years, and he went back to the doctor and said his cancer is in remission. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. And the doctor, the doctor said that you don't need to see me for another year. Now he has to take some other type of treatments and stuff, but God is working in Donnie's life, and he got a great report. And so we just give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. We've been up. Uh, we've been on this uh, series on faith this summer, and uh, I want to talk about this morning. 
expecting something great from God. Let's say that together. Expecting something great from God. Let's say that again. Expecting something great from God. Expecting something great from God. I was probably 12, 13 um, years old, and it was this friend of mine right up the uh, right up the road that had a motocross bike. I think it was a Suzuki. And uh, so I wouldn't do me nothing else than to have a motorcycle. And so I went to my, I remember going to my dad telling him that I would like to have a motocross bike. So I promised him that I would weed the garden, take out the trash. I uh, promised him that I would, we used to have uh, uh, nasty hogs. I told him we would I'd feed the hogs. We had chickens. I told him I'd feed the chickens. Um, I told him that I would, I, I mean, I promised him everything. I promised him I would help him cut firewood. I promised him that I would be, not fight with my brother and sister. And when I got done listing all them things, he wanted to know when I was going to work for the comedy barn in Gatlinburg. He said, if you will just do the very last one, if you'll just be good to your brother and sister for a couple days. But I remember Dad telling me, he said, I've already been talking to someone because I know you kids have been wanting a, a mini bike or a, a motocross bike. And so I've already been talking to someone about that. Well, my expectations gets what? They get very high, don't they? And all I really heard my dad say was that he was getting the motocross bike for me or the mini bike for me. I didn't hear at that time, I didn't hear him say anything about my brother and sister. Because at that point, I didn't care about my brother and sister. Did I have a brother and sister? If I had a brother and sister, can I send my brother and sister back? That's all I heard is I've been looking to get a motocross bike for you. So my expectations goes real, real high. Dad gets home a couple days later. I'll never forget this. He gets home and he tells us that the gentleman had done sold the motocross or the mini bike. But the story ends that later we got, we got one. We got, I think, a Yamaha 60. But what I remember is when he told me that it had been sold, that my expectations were so high that I got let down real low. And I remember as a little boy going in to the bedroom, shutting my door and crying. Oh. that I didn't get my motocross bike or the mini bike. My expectations was so high, but I got let down real low. We all have expectations for things. All of us do. We expect that when we go to uh, 
eat a nice dinner and pay a high price, we expect to what? Get a nice meal. We expect our friends to treat us right. We expect that when we have worked all week, we expect to get that check. We expect our uh, husband and wife to treat us right. We expect our friends to be honest with us. We expect unconditional love from the people that we're close to. We expect to buy groceries and them not be out of date. We expect to go to a nice coffee shop and get a nice cup of coffee. We expect to get married to our first love and not ever go through a divorce. We expect to get a new job and succeed in that new job. We expect to have some money in the bank at retirement. We expect when we go on vacation to have a great time. That is not raining, storming, hailing, lightning, thunder rolling. <laughs> kind of sounds like a versatile country song, doesn't it? We expect. But a lot of times, all of these expectations of ours we get let down in most all of them, don't we? We get let down. We have high expectations, and a lot of times we get let down. Well, I love the story in the Bible in Mark chapter 10 because it shows us great news about a God that expects you and I to have great expectations. A God that wants you and I to have great expectation, but we serve a God that never lets us down. That never lets us down. What is expectation? For believers, it's acting as if your miracle has already happened. What is faith? Faith is great expectation. It's a con confidence assurance that a negative circumstance has great potential to hold great purpose in my life. God wants you and I to have great expectation. Sitting on our seat, on the edge of our seat with great expectation. So in Mark chapter 10, we have a story of blind Bartimaeus. Thank you. The story of blind Bartimaeus. It's a regular day. It's a normal day. There's no different than this day than any other day. But blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10, he gets, uh, he gets wind that Jesus is on his way. He gets wind that Jesus is about to pass by. He gets wind that Jesus is near him. He gets wind and hears that Jesus is not too far off. Blind Bartimaeus has been blind since birth. It's just a normal day, a regular day 
to blind Bartimaeus until he hears that Jesus is about to pass by. And his expectation level does what? It goes out the roof. And the Bible says in Mark chapter 10 and verse 47, it says, When he heard, when blind Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. His shout with great expectation told Jesus that his expectations was high. His shout let Jesus know that he was expecting to be healed. In verse 49 says, Jesus stopped and said to blind Bartimaeus, he called him and said, come to me. Now you got to get into the text, get into the story, and realize that this is blind Bartimaeus that has never seen before. Now if you would just take a moment and close your eyes just for a moment. What if when you opened your eyes back up, you couldn't see for the rest of your life? Just think about that. Just close your eyes for a minute and just think that for the rest of your life, all you see is darkness and you can't see. How many of you would shout out loud if you knew you didn't have but one chance to be healed? Would you shout? Would your expectations be high that Jesus is about to come in my territory? Now, I don't know if he's coming three feet in front of me or if he's going to be 25 feet out or if he's going to be a half a mile out. But I'm not taking any chances and I'm going to shout as loud as I can shout to try to get Jesus to get his attention. And the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus shouted in so many words as loud as he could shout. And Jesus heard him. And the Bible says in verse 47, or 49, excuse me, that Jesus stopped and said to someone that was around him, Call blind Bartimaeus, calling to me. And he said he called the blind man. And they told him, blind Bartimaeus, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. In so many words he was saying to blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, you are next in line. Do you know if we will get our expectation up for what God wants to do in our life, we could be next in line? We could be a next in line for that for that miracle, we could be next in line for that, for that healing. We could be next in line for that financial touch. We could be next in line for that revival that God wants to bring. We could be next in line for that new job, that new promotion. We could be next in line for God to put that marriage back together. We could be next in line for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our life. 
We could be next in line for that oppression and that depression to drop off on our life. We could be next in line to become what God wants to do, great things in our life, bring our children home to Christ. We could be the next one in line. That should excite us that Jesus could be about to pass by. So he shouted loud. Why? Because his expectations was high. And you and I, we got to start expecting God to do something great in our life. We got to expect that God really wants to heal us. We got to expect that God wants to bring a revival to our church and through our life. Are you expecting God to do something in your life? Our expectations should be high. When we wake up in the morning, our expectations high. This could be my day, Pastor Steve. This could be my day that God miraculously heals me. This could be my day that I get that promotion. This could be that day that God miraculously does something powerful for me, for my family, for my children, for my marriage. Or do we just go around just, yeah, maybe it'll happen one day in my life. Maybe God will change that in my life one day. Maybe he'll save my children one day. Maybe God will give me that promotion one day. Or is our expectations high that God wants to do something great in our life? How many of your expectations are high, God? I believe that you're going to do it in my life. Let's say I'm next in line. Come on, say I'm next in line. Quit button in front of me. Get out of my way. I'm next in line. Amen. Verse 20 showed Jesus the blind Bartimaeus, his expectations was high. Verse 50 said, Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. Now, before, before, they, ever, before they ever got him to Jesus, the Bible said that he threw his what? His cloak aside. Blind Bartimaeus, from the government, had got issued a cloak that he wore. And the reason he that cloak told everybody that he was passing by, it told him that he was a beggar, and it told him that he was uh, disabled, and it told everybody that he was poor. So the garment represented something. It represented he was poor, represented he was a beggar, represented he didn't have much. So it told that the people that were passing by it was okay and it was safe to give money to blind Bartimaeus. It was safe to drop money in the can for blind Bartimaeus. But when he heard that Jesus was passing by, he stood up and he threw that cloak off. Why he was still blind. Now that's expectation that you're going to immediately be healed. Yeah. 
He threw his cloak off. There's some things that you and I need to throw off. We need to throw off our old past. We need to throw off our self-pity. We need to throw off some old excuses. We need to throw off some old mindsets. Some of us need to throw off blaming everybody else for your lack of success. Some of us has got some things that we need to throw off and get out of our life. When blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by with his great expectation, he threw off his cloak, which represented who he was. It's time for us to throw off some things in our life. Look at what happened because of his great expectation. Verse 52, it said, and Jesus says, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. So we have to understand that God is looking for a people with great expectations. This room could be packed this morning, but you know who the people are that are going to get blessed. You know that who the people are that are going to get their miracle. You know who the people are that God's going to do something in their life is the people they walked in the building, this, walked in this church this morning, expecting God to do something in their life. They're the ones that are going to get it. Just because you came to church doesn't mean you're going to automatically get blessed. But if you come to church expecting God to do something, then God's going to do it. Let's start expecting God to perform miracles in our life. Let's expect God to do mighty things in our life. Let's start expecting God to do the impossible in our life. Do you have something in your life that seems impossible? God specializes in performing the impossible. He, 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 he specializes in taking a little seven-month-old baby and when they're doing surgery, to come out of surgery and be doing great. Why? Because God works in the impossible because people prayed expecting God to touch. Because we've got to believe in the impossible. It's time that we start sowing, expecting, and harvest. It's time to pray, expecting when we pray that God is going to hear and answer our prayers. It's time that we expect when we go into worship that God's spirit is going to fall on us. It's time to have great expectation when we worship. I come this morning to, to tell you this week start expecting God to do something mighty in your life. Expect to be healed. Expect to be delivered. Expect God to touch your emotions. Expect that miracle. Expect God to touch that oppression and depression. Expect God to do it. How many of you are expecting God to do something in your life? How many of you believe that God really wants to do something in your life? 
Romans, I love this scripture in Romans chapter 8 and verse 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, listen, and joint heirs with Christ. We're heirs to the promises of God. Meaning we have a double claim to the promises of God. Meaning that Jesus stamped the document twice that the promises belong to me. They're, the Bible says they're yea and what? Amen. They're what? They're yea and amen. The document has been stamped twice that the promise belongs to me. But I've got to have great expectation that God is going to do it. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2 says, Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear. It may not have appeared yet. Your miracle may not have appeared yet by your natural eyes, but with great expectation, with God saying, raise your expectation level, God said it's going to appear. you got to expect that when you pray, that God is going to bring it to pass. Well, Pastor, it's not happened yet. It might have not have happened yet, but my turn, I could be next in line today. I could be next in line tomorrow. I could be next in line the next day because I have expectation that what I've asked God to do, what I've requested God to do, what God said he would do, I, it might not have happened yet, but I'm not hanging out at the yet. I'm expecting God to do it in my life. Do you know that expectation is courageous? Contagious, excuse me. Expectation is contagious. You get around, you get around just a few people that believe that God is going to move and your expectation level starts to climb because expectation is contagious. Let's say that together. Expectation is what? Contagious. contagious. Let's say that again. Expectation is what? Contagious. contagious. You know, we're living in a time now where a lot of people uh, think it's okay to watch uh, a, the service online on YouTube, and, and that's okay. Uh, they think it's okay to watch it on Facebook, and that might be okay. And they think it, they say it, you know, it's okay to watch it on your phone, and that's okay. But it's nothing like a group of people getting together in a worship service united under the power and work of the Holy Spirit where it's contagious that when the Spirit of God starts to move that their expectation level goes up believing that God is going to work something miraculous in their life. Which reminds me of Acts chapter 2. The Bible said that there was a hundred... I'm going to close with this, that there was 120 in the upper room. Their expectation was high. And I'm talking about expectation now. It was high. 
120 in the upper room. All of these 120 are together praying. Their expectation is high. And with all of them having the great expectation that they had, the Holy Spirit failed. And now we call that the day of what? The day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was birthed. This is big. The day of Pentecost was birthed out of great expectation. If you think about it. The day of Pentecost was birthed out of great expectation because 120 had got together praying and worshiping and magnifying God. And at that moment and at that time, the Holy Spirit fell upon the 120 because they was expecting for the Holy Spirit to fall. Now that is big. 2,000 years later, we're in this building this morning because of what happened 2,000 years prior on the day of Pentecost. Now, I would say expectation is a big deal in our life. That I'm expecting God to do something. How many of you need God to do something in your life? You really need God to do something in your life. Let's start believing that God is going to open up the windows of heaven and do something great in our life. But we got to expect it. It's two things that I want us to do this week. This is the application. There's two things I want us to do this week. And the first thing is, the way we show God I want you to write this down. The way we show God that we are expecting him to do something great. The way we show God that we want him to do something great in our life. That we're expecting that our expectations is high. Is we start getting very serious about things that need to come out of our life. When God looks at me. And he says, Kevin has high expectations of something that I'm going to do in his life. You know what he's first looking for? He's first looking for what the blind man did. He threw his cloak off. What he's, what he's first looking for is it anything in my life that needs to come out of my life? Is it anything in my heart that needs to come out of my life? My heart is anything that I need to throw off and get out of my life because that number one thing is showing God if I've got high expectation of Him doing something in my life. For God is very clear about us having a clean heart. And second of all, I want us to start coming in this building on Sunday morning. With high expectation. I want you guys that I invite you to go to our great Sunday school class that we have downstairs. Come in the building with great expectation. We normally have music playing outside 
that you can hear before you even get out of your car. I told him when we first did this, I want people to have an atmosphere of worship when they get out of their vehicle. I want you to step out of your vehicle, out, outside, and, and I want you to hear the music, and I want it to stir something in you. Like Pastor Steve had said earlier, the night before, the day before on Saturday, change your, change your way of thinking, God, I'm going to church in the morning, and I am expecting you to do something great. And if we will come, church, if we will come to church expecting, God is going to pour out His Spirit. If we come to church expecting the manifestations of the Spirit, God is going to pour out in our life. Next Sunday could be a, the Sunday that somebody miraculously gets healed. Next Sunday could be the Sunday that miraculously somebody gets filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Next Sunday, someone could leave here and get a phone call that a child that lives far away went to church somewhere and give their life to Christ. Next Sunday could be the Sunday that God touches your life and you get that promotion. I don't know what it is that you need, but next Sunday you could be coming in here with great expectation. Okay, can I, can I uh, demonstrate with love this morning how most of us come in? <laughs> how most of us come to church on Sunday mornings. So we talk about including me at the front door. We talk about everything under the sun. Right? And then after church starts and the worship is going from the back to the front, we're talking about everything else but God. It's okay to talk about you were sick last week, but walking in the door is not the time to talk about that for 15 minutes. <laughs> Going to the doctor, we all may have to go to the doctor, but during worship time is not a time to tell how you went to the doctor and they took your, you know, the temperature and they did this and this and that and all the other stuff nobody wants to hear. <laughs> nobody wants to hear all that stuff, for God's sakes. <laughs> and that's the truth. And I don't want to hear everything the doctor did to you this week. So we talk about everything. About the time worship is done. Honey, you want to come preach the rest of it? <laughs> about the time worship is done, we're ready to worship. I love you. I really do, okay? I really love you, I promise. But about the time worship is done, you're ready to worship. Let's start, when we get out of our vehicles, let's start expecting. God, 
And if somebody stops you as you're on your way in, they say, I'll talk to you after church. But we're on God's time. Come on. We're on God's time. Amen. Whose time are we on? Come on. Whose time are we on? Come on. Whose time are we on? Not our time, right? So when we can, when you come through that door, you keep walking. If somebody tries to stop you at the pew, tell them, you know what? I'll see you after church. You walk in, come on church, I am serious. You walk in this church expecting God to do something. You say, God, I don't know what is going to happen this morning, but I like this saying, we've heard it around here for a long time. The, listen, the best is yet to come. I, I am so ready to see young people just, just, just be, just see young people just worshiping in this church service. I'm ready to see young people just be serving in this, in this, in this church service. Because God has something great for that generation. Come, come on. God has something great for that generation. And I want us to come in here expecting when we walk in that door that God, you know what? Y'all, come on. Honey. Y'all, you know what, God? I am believing today could be the day. The day could be that day. Look, look at you as you stand. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm next in line. How, how many of you next in line, right? I'm next in line for my miracle. I'm next in line for God to do it. God, I am next in line believing that you're going to manifest yourself in my life. Lord, I'm next in line. I believe you're going to do it. And my expectations are high, God, that you're going to fulfill what you have promised me today. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Father, we pray this morning. We're believing God for some, Lord. They've been they've been waiting on their they've been waiting on their miracle for a long time. They've been, they've had some things, Lord, happen in their, in their past. God, that they just keep, it just keeps kind of trying to like pop up, God. And it's not good. Their past doesn't look the best. They're, they're having, they're, they're just struggling right now. really believing that you can do it, God. It's because of those circumstances in their past. And some people, Lord, their, their past looks dark. There's some bad things that happen. And so, God, they're struggling this morning with having that high expectation faith. So God, I'm, I'm asking you right now that you will heal them. I don't know who it is here this morning, God, but you, would, you, would you reach down in their uttermost and you will bring a healing to them right now? God, I pray right now that you will... You will touch them, Lord. And you will, you will go into that broken spot, that broken place. And God, you will bring the master's hand, the nail-scarred hand down, and you will touch them this morning. And you will heal them. God, you will heal them. God, so they can, so they can start expecting. Some people need to throw some stuff off. They've, they've been carrying some things. They've been even carrying self-pity. They've been blaming other people for things. And they've got unforgiveness they need to take care of. And they've just got some things in their life that they need to throw off and fix. This morning would be a great time to just, just walk out of here and just have it fixed with you. Just we're walking out of here having it fixed with you. Just for a minute or two, if it's anything you need to just fix up with God before we leave, I want you to fix it up. Don't just keep playing in the back. Don't sing, but just keep playing just for a couple minutes and then we're going to close. If it's anything in your life that you need, you know, today, Pastor, I just need to fix it with God. I just need to just fix it with God. This morning, just fix it.
today. Am I correct? 89. Let's, uh, we got a little song we're going to sing for us this morning. God bless you. Have a great weekend with the Lord.